happy new year. I don't know how long you get to say happy new year, but we are excited to be back with season two of the Awake podcast. You are going to love this episode. We're going to recap last year. I don't know that everybody wants to recap last year, but we're going to recap the Awake podcast because for us, it was a major highlight in 2020. So listen up. You're going to really enjoy this. Welcome back to the Awake Podcast 2021. Feels like it's been a really long time. It has been. I missed it. <laughs> it has been a really long time. This is fun. I know. It's great to be back. It's a great anniversary. We started this a year ago. Crazy. I know. I can't believe it. It's gone by so fast. So today we're going to talk about all the best parts of 2020. <laughs> Maybe a few of the worst, but definitely the best. And with us, we have... Well, I'm Kat. I'm your host. And I'm Jen. I'm also your host. Yeah. <laughs> and we have with us today two of our biggest fans. They're not, they're our more biggest fans, but they are two of our greatest fans. Um, and they are here with us to sh- share their feedback on on this journey. Because you guys went on this journey with us, we, we did more than we anticipated. And um, there was a, a real nice rhythm, which, thank you, COVID. Uh, so... I don't know, we exceeded our expectations. Mm-hmm. And part of that was because of the promotion and the support of of these two people in this room and, and several others. So Thank um, you with guys. us today, yeah, is Carrie Von Stroh and Michael Martinez. What up? Hello, everybody. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I feel like I've earned my seat. You have. I, you have. Um, I, you champion us thank you. so well. I pride myself on being on being. Uh, uh, the number one I, the, fan. Yeah, sorry, Michael. I do. Um, <laughs> I do, and maybe that's just what this is. It's just you know a battle of, of the biggest fan. I'm not sure, but I feel confident in my abilities. Um, but no, I, 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 I love being an influencer of of the Awake podcast. <laughs> I take my job very seriously. We didn't even pay her. No, we no. don't have a budget. No, <laughs> no. And we're literally sitting around a, cor- a, t- a square table. So in the other corner, in the opposing corner. <laughs> We have. Yes, Michael Martinez. So I will let you take number one fan. I'll take uh, number one male fan. Okay. All right. How about there. that? Ooh, I don't know I if there's a lot. I there's not like, a lot. There's two say, of you. I was going to say maybe it's me and James. <laughs> it said and 5% of our audience is It male. did. It did. So 5%. How does it know that? Uh, analytics. analytics. Oh, yeah. You yeah. can see. I'm not plugged into the analytics side of podcasts. Man, but. that's the, that's what boosts our confidence to make us think we can keep doing this. <laughs> Is the analytics so. <laughs> right? Yeah, and we're recording in front of a live studio audience. Studio audience of one. <laughs> I love it. Uh, we're really excited to have you two here, KK. Here you here. Have KK you was here. one of our guests also, last year. She was. Yeah. Yep. I was Michael's favorite. Of course. Yeah. So I driving so. over, that's what she said. So I, we didn't really talk much about it, but she was like, "What was your favorite episode?" She's like, "You better say mine." So I was like, yeah, of and course, I did. of course, yeah, absolutely. That's I would say that's my number one. My what I want to say about Michael um, is that something I appreciate about him is he's a connoisseur of all things excellent. Mm-hmm. So if he likes the Awake podcast, that makes me feel really special. So thank you for being one of our biggest fans. Sure, I would say that's funny because I like to overthink everything. So whenever <laughs> Kat had texted me, like I immediately started studying. Or thinking, and I'm serious. I text her. I was like, I don't want to be like a pest, but I need some answers to some things. But I started thinking, okay, what am I going to say, or whatever. And I would say, thinking so weird to think about what I'd say because I thought maybe they're going to make me introduce myself. I don't know. But that would have made me embarrassed a couple years ago. 
I would say I'm 100% confident that I am a connoisseur of great things, this being one of those Aww. things. Oh, yes. Yay. Well, we're going to have a fun conversation. Um, I guess the let's start off like kind of light and easy. I am curious about um, what the best thing that happened to you in 2020. It doesn't have to be this podcast. I'm because because that probably is <laughs> I mean, inaccurate. Obviously, this is number one. What's the next best thing? <laughs> this is second thing. Yeah. Um, I know what's second. For you. Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty easy. Um, but I I did want to hear like best and worst of 2020 in a nutshell. Um, uh, yeah, oh, I had a, with Carrie. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I had a baby, so he is the best thing out of 2020. Last time I was on, I was pregnant and like 20 weeks that day, and so it's wow. been. It's now I have a six month old. So oh that's goodness, crazy. That video you posted of him laughing in the oh my bathtub gosh, with that he, little he's he's like man. I just I say this always, so I just I want to document it, so I'm going to say it now. But I. Maybe I don't want it documented, but Stephen and I, we just had really low expectations for having a baby. We thought, you know, like, oh, it's going to be great, and we're going to, like, we're going to love it. We didn't, you know, at the time, not knowing if it was a boy or a girl, like, we're going to love it, but, like, oh, it's just going to be hard. It's just going to be a lot. And yet, yeah, turns out, mm-hmm. turns out it's the best thing we've ever done. Yeah. Gosh, we're so nuts about him, and he's so great. The best thing. Oh, he's just incredible, and it is a dream. And, yeah. Uh, it exceeded our very low expectations. Yeah. I would say, as for me, it's the best best thing I've ever done. Right? For sure, having kids. Yeah, it's awesome. I get why people have more than one. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was wondering if y'all were gonna. We we did say, and I hope I don't ruffle any feathers. <laughs> Guys, remember the the team is is Jen and Cats, not me. So so don't don't. But you know, we said we'll we'll be miserable with two before we just have one. We just wanted we want mm-hmm. we we love our siblings and we wanted that for our mm-hmm. kids. So That's so awesome. yeah. But we yeah we're, we're we're on the train of more than one. What about you, memes? I don't know. I don't know about best. It's hard for me to put a finger on best, <laughs> but I would say <laughs> I, I would say favorite. So. Um, my my wife is a worship leader, so mm-hmm. and then our life re- revolves around our church and the kingdom of God. So my pastors, if they listen to this, would hate that I say Sundays is work, but it's it can be a lot of work, uh, not only for us but our kids are older, so they serve, they do serve, but I, I consider it work. So the memorable the memorable thing. Oh my goodness, the memorable thing for me is we never really spend Sundays together. Um, as a family, like we're always at church or doing things with church, but um, obviously due to COVID and we couldn't meet. Um, like I love cooking, so like having all of us wake up on Sundays and I'd cook or we'd all cook and we have ton- we had tons of, I don't know how many weeks of brunches we had, <laughs> but um, that's hands down my favorite part of it. It was a good season. It was a great season. Yeah. Like we've never had that. I mean, I don't, I mean, since pretty much we've Being been married, married yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, Sundays is always like we'd take off one or two or a couple Sundays a, a year, but I mean, for, I don't know, eight, nine weeks we didn't meet mm-hmm. and just having that, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I would say, I would second that. I think for me, the best is tied with the worst in terms of at the at last quarter, I was, I was really challenged by my counselor to pull back completely, which was really hard because of the season I was in but I it was really refreshing like it was it was it was hard because I had just verbally committed to a bunch of things 
and to a bunch of people. And the last thing I want to do is let anybody down. But what made it easy was everybody said, <clears throat> it's okay, we'll handle it. We'll do it. No, no problem. You do it. You, ju- you do what you need to do. And at the time, I didn't feel like I needed to do it. But in doing it, I was, it was, I was, it was easy after mm-hmm. that to just be like, oh, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm taking a break. <laughs> and, and so the, the, the best part for me was, um, the willingness of myself to be able to just rest and and mm-hmm. do take what I needed, and I got a word at the beginning of this year that was so helpful for me um, about uh, pulling back. And she she said I um, I got this image of a slingshot, and you're just pulling back, pulling back, pulling back, pulling back, and the more you pull back, the more momentum you'll have for all the things that you're that you're that you've got ahead of you. And I was like, that is right <laughs> that is right so it's just real confirming so i for me they're linked together the best and the worst are are at the same time mm-hmm. yeah i would you? probably say the same for myself i mean um the the best part was the family time mm-hmm. um especially with my mom and dad because we're so busy you know life is busy um, we hadn't been able to spend a lot of time with him, um, but whenever everything slowed down and I had quote unquote permission to That's what just be still and to be present, um, to be able to when I when I looked back on on 2020 and I the gift of time that God gave me to spend with my dad, you know, I'm <laughs> sorry. It, it it was obviously the hardest and the worst thing I've ever experienced losing him. But to have all that time with him beforehand was just such a gift. And and so, same for me. Mm-hmm. Best and worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was um, it was a hard year for the world, um, but for for both Jen and I, it was personally the hardest year for us for different reasons of my adult life, at least. And, um, but the weight podcast was like the silver lining and the, it was truly like, yeah, for sure. It was really cool because there was this ease and fluidity that happened because of the pandemic that we were able to, um, it was just easy. It was easy to, people were yeah available and interested mm-hmm. and wanted to come and talk and be part of what we were doing. And we had the time and it what didn't there was just no striving in it at all no and it was really pretty effortless so believing for that again for this year um we committed to 12 episodes Mm -hmm. last december or december 2019 we were like okay what can we actually commit to because we you know do everybody does a bunch of different things and our husbands are our producers through think love studio and they you know carry the weight of all the behind the scenes so we were like we can do 12 episodes that's what we can do mm-hmm. and then we did 24 Yay, i know that's we released amazing. 24 so um hopefully we'll do more but we're 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 not over committing yet <laughs> uh yeah did you know the majority of our listeners are on apple podcast i've i assume that because we're so hard to find on spotify we are hard to find if you want to find us on spotify you need to search WRK mm-hmm. to find us there. So what was your, what was the toughest part about 2020 for you, Michael? Um, 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I know there was tough parts, but generally, if I were just to generalize 2020, um, it wasn't a ton different other than, you know, kind of like what you had said. It was funny, and I was telling Kat before um, doing my homework and going back and listening to all the episodes <laughs> again, it was funny to, to listen or interesting to uh, how y'all, y'all would talk about being busy and busy and busy and all these things. And then through the episodes, it got less and less, obviously, or almost abruptly, obviously, because of the of everyone having to stay home. But um, I, I mean, I still went to work. Um, I guess I was considered essential. Um, and, and it was all the same. So I was still seeing hundreds of people. I, I'm a manager at a bank. So we would still have hundreds of people come through. Um, for the most part, other than staying home for a handful of weeks, we were still attending church. We were still doing those things. So I didn't really like many, so many other people have like uh, just bad experiences. Mm-hmm. Overwhelmingly, mine was very similar to what I had pre-COVID. And um, so I, I wouldn't say I necessarily, like, I, I mean, I've obviously pre-COVID, I had terrible days and terrible things that have happened, (laughs) but um, I mean, I didn't really have a lot. Mm -hmm. There wasn't necessarily anything that stuck out other than, you know, just your everyday normal, normal things. One thing that I think about that has been really cool to see, I guess, specifically in our circles and in America is like people generally have had a positive like spin on 2020 mm-hmm. as far as like man it was actually kind of great to slow down we live in such a go 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 you know society in America and striving all the time so to have permission to just stop mm-hmm. was such a gift you know such a gift. and to like really experience what rest looks like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and man once you do it's like oh, no, uh, I don't want to go back to well, the way it that was would, I would argue <laughs> yeah. that was the, yeah. what was hardest for me was yeah. getting back into life and and I I got to I I we had a baby in July, and so and things were kind of picking up. But but mm-hmm. I had a baby, so I didn't right. have to pick back up. Like now, oh, I have a newborn. Sorry, you know. So I got to, I got to stay slow down, and then even when the school year started, I would have normally gone back to work, and I didn't then because I'm still on maternity leave. And so I felt like it got pushed back and pushed back. So then come you know end of October, I actually had to do real life again, and that mm-hmm. was the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I have to now I, I jumping back into like the hustle and bustle, if you will. Right. That was hard. Coming it, out of it was yeah, hard. Yeah, and you came, you jumped right back in last quarter, which for a lot of us is like, that's where you hit the ground running hard. Uh-huh. It's the holidays. You've got, yeah. So I can see how that would have mm-hmm. been. It was like all, disappointing. It was. It was. It <laughs> yeah. was. But, but, um, but yeah, the rest was awesome. And like, welcomed. And, and welcomed. Yeah. I, yeah, it was. And, I, you know, I want to honor that, you know, it was, it was hard for some people. 2020 was really mm-hmm. tough. Um, but for our time, I am grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think what people learned holistically was like, less is more. Yeah. Time is precious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I've got too much on my plate. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, I don't know. I, I also embarked on a counseling journey at the beginning of this year or last year and um and I had done that pre-COVID but but like after COVID I was championing everybody you need to go see a counselor (laughs) I promise you you know um yeah I a lot of good stuff came out of 2020 for sure yeah uh let's see 
Anybody have any um, life lessons that it taught you? 2020? Mm-hmm. Well, less is more, mm-hmm. for sure. And saying no, not, I, I, well, I'm still, there are times that I'm overcommitting. There's things that, like, three things are happening at all the same time, and I'm like, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I don't make as many plans because I don't want to not do them later, so then I just don't make them, which I don't know if maybe that's a great tactic or maybe that's horrible. <laughs> I don't know. But 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 it's, it's it, I don't know, the freedom to say no and not have a reason. I haven't done it much, but I've done it, well, I really can think it's of one liberating. time specifically, yeah. and and it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I remember Kat telling me, good job. Like she, like she was like, <laughs> way to go. Well, I think I told you a good job because I was like, why didn't I do that? <laughs> I didn't I think of that but it, it did free not, me up it did free natural. me up to do that and I had a I had a really quality teaching moment with my daughter because not only did I overcommit myself but I overcommitted her and it stressed her out and it stressed me out mm-hmm. and we were stressed out at each other and really what we should have done was just been, mm-hmm. we just should have minimized our we should have not done any of the things and it was it was it was a it was a cool experience in hindsight just being able to rationally talk with her about that because I don't want to set her up for a life of overcommitting mm-hmm. and extending yourself because everybody, mm-hmm. what happens is you end up disappointing everybody and yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just the worst. Um, yeah, whenever I, I did hair, I could never say no to anyone. I'm like, well, it's a special event or, well, they have this coming up. And I just couldn't say no. And I would leave work several times just crying because mm-hmm. my body hurt. I was mm-hmm. exhausted. And Derek's like, why don't you just say no? And I just felt like I, I couldn't. Don't know how. What but is yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So if you're listening and you have a problem saying no, try it because it's, I challenge you. Well, the thing is, people are okay. It's yeah, it's really working. liberating. I think yeah. we did that. We discussed that several years ago with my wife. Just like, and I be I do the same thing with my employees. I mean, you can just say no with no explanation of anything. There's mm-hmm. no. I don't need a reason. Like you don't have to keep giving me these reasons mm-hmm. or. I, you know, you're just no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I don't need a reason for it. Well, that's really great as a boss that you would be that way because mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people feel like they have to give an excuse, mm-hmm. right? I mean, but for you to give them permission, that's the thing like that I've learned through the season is I feel like I have to have permission from somebody to be able to do something and I don't, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you've kind of felt that way too. Yeah. But I did watch, I, I have a rug that I was selling on like a, a Facebook marketplace and the lady came by today to look at it and she didn't she didn't want it but she didn't say that she just said oh it's really beautiful it's really uh, mm, I do love it I do I just do you care if I think about it and I'd hauled this thing out to the to our front yard because it won't fit in my house because it's huge and unrolled it and vacuumed it and did all that and uh, she was like do you are you gonna be home later like do you care if I come back I'm like it's fine you're not coming back. Right. Like, just tell me you're not coming yeah. back. I, I know this game. I know that you can't say no, but right. it's really okay if you tell me no. It, right. Yeah. I, yes. My sweet friend, Joanna, she has told me, she said the best answer is yes, and the second best answer is no. Like, that's good. That's it. Yeah. That's Guys, there's good. only two choices. Yeah. And right. so, yeah. you know, right. I, I, I have this knowledge I, now, but. Right. <laughs> Sometimes I say probably not, but if I change my mind, I'll let you know. That is a new one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good because it gives you a little bit of freedom. Mm-hmm. What if I change my mind? That I I want the I want the freedom to change my mind. Mm-hmm. 
I'm an, we're adults, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I learned in 2020. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so enough about all of y'all. Let's talk about us. <laughs> yes. Um, so being number one fans, what what um, what what have you enjoyed about the Await podcast? And maybe what is your favorite episode or favorite couple of episodes? Any nuggets that you might have learned from us or from our guests, actually, too, because mm-hmm. we had a lot of guests this year. Mm-hmm. Michael, I feel like you're very prepared for this question. I think you should go. I know I see the notebook. Well, I, I, <laughs> I love the notebook. Okay, I love so it. I no, I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. Listen, I, I mean, do my and my wife gets mad that I say that, but it's it's a reality. Listen, I'm making fun out of out of jealousy here. I wish yeah. I had a notebook. And and I feel like yes, I get made fun of for this thing a lot because I don't put things on my phone, and everyone else puts it on their phone, so they they're disguising the same thing that I do. Right. I just like notebooks, so. I, I'm with you. I, I journal, it. and and um, one of our beloved producers, Derek T. Miller, he has just teased me about it for years because I'm constantly. <coughs> he's like, "You have a phone. You have an iPad. Yeah. You have Evernote. You have all these tools." I'm like, "I know, it's but it's a visual really, learning really thing. There's something about writing to, something to down write on her iPad." Yeah, I know. He bought me a pencil. So much so. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not yeah. the same. But I love it, and I'm thankful. I'm super thankful. Mm-hmm. I feel that way about books, too. I like to have a physical book. Same. Versus a... Versus mm, I need to listen to it. <laughs> I, I, I like I, to listen I, to it, but... It, but I, then you're like, it, shoot, I want to underline, and you can I need can. both, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. to be yeah, like so an effective learner. We were going learner, through this book. one book, like, the heaviest book of my life. And uh, we were kind of in this little group where we were discussing things, and I was like... I, I really need to buy this book because I, uh, I commute a lot or I commute a, a good way. So I generally listen to it. And I was like, I would literally highlight almost everything and have to discuss this. And I said, because my memory is poor in certain areas, I couldn't remember certain things. But I was like, yeah, I need I need a book mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's. Um, OK, now I'm curious what book this is. Um, OK, so it's called. Uh, Studio audience took a deep breath. Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> So if you were, a sigh falls over the crowd. <laughs> yeah, so if you were you were in my life, this is kind of the last few months. It's called Cynical Theories. Okay. Um, and it really is. It's a super, like, reading. I, and I'm not even exaggerating. Um, what I, I text uh, my friend Crystal Sparks, like, right after I read the first paragraph. And I told her, I'm not smart enough for this book. I would, l- I literally have to Google every word they're wow. saying. And then the woman who reads it to you is, uh, I guess, reads like in a British accent. I so then it. she sounds even more intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I, 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 like my brain is exploding. So, it, yes, it's just in um, – I, I honestly, I didn't finish it yet because at the holidays I told my wife, I was, in, I was like, I have to stop because my head is so mm-hmm. wrapped around all these theories that – like, I want to enjoy Christmas. <laughs> like, seriously, like, I was like, yeah. I want to enjoy it. Because I would. I'd come home and I'm like, I wouldn't talk to her, her about it as much, but it, it just kept coming up in conversations and stuff. It was just a really heavy book. It is a really heavy book. So I, hopefully I, I finish it by February. But, um, yeah. I, I'm in the middle of a book, too, that I, I just don't want to pick back up because I have to, mm-hmm. like, I have to process what I'm reading and I just can't right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, I same. need a break. I need a right. break. 
Yeah. So back to us. Yes, back to you. <laughs> back to you. I don't even remember what the question was. Um, oh, yeah. yes. Go ahead. So a few of my favorite episodes. Episode four, which had uh, Candace Martinez on it, was my absolute favorite one of the, of the, of the 20 or so that I listened to. Um, but uh, I, I really loved uh, episode nine. Um, the are you okay one Mm -hmm. because again just in our world or our circle where um, I'm really um, as Christians would say blessed (laughs) to um, I have a lot of pastors in my life Mm -hmm. um, who are my friends they're they're not they are my pastors and they are pastors of other churches and those things but they're my friends so I'm really lucky and I get to see them always and and in the church world not everyone has that access and not everyone mm-hmm. has that so they don't always see your pastor as as your neighbor or your friend or, or whatever that's good revelation mm-hmm. yeah so um so hearing that and you got you guys as pastors you know being allowed to say it's okay to not be okay mm-hmm. like everyone looks at or everyone looked at you know I feel like the tides have turned um you know where it, you know, they'll say it, you know, I'm not doing okay. I don't mm-hmm. have all the answers. I don't know everything. I don't have a perfect life. Yeah. Um, and I think um, your congregants are, are more respectful of that and realize, oh, they're not these people that we put up on a pedestal that have these perfect lives that right. can't have a bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- that was really refreshing to me to, to, to hear you guys say that. Um, and I loved, um, I think it was, not think, I know it was episode 18 <laughs> because of my notes. Um, I love uh, I love Jennifer Holler mm-hmm. and I, her you're you're right because y'all kept saying it like her storytelling oh, like I could just good. listen to her tell so, you mm-hmm. know, she needs just to be story on the calm app mm-hmm. yeah oh, she, she's so yeah she's like poetic mm-hmm. yes yeah yeah really yeah so and yeah like you said just just her delivery and the, her storytelling mm-hmm. it was just um, you know great to hear those kind of things mm-hmm. one of my favorite things that she said was when she talked about him being our stair maker i was like yeah oh gosh that one yeah, i was like me. why can't i think of stuff like that <laughs> yeah like, well and her her hindsight is not like oh well yeah now i know it was like it was almost her foresight also i don't know mm-hmm. how to explain that i was mm-hmm. i was listening to that one just recently and the way she described her hindsight i don't know it was just so light and and mm-hmm. like you know yeah, I, I now I see it as it just so. I don't know I, the way she Tell acknowledged stories. and reminisced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. just I don't know. I I it she there was never any. Um, I wish I would have known that it was just it was it was she made she. I'm struggling to describe. Well, what gratitude I for the revelation. Yeah, is what yeah. It really, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like a. Well, better next time. It was like. I'm better because of it, mm-hmm. right. not like oh, I'll do better next time. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was. I she, loved it. She made my top five too. So, well, if you great. are listening and you haven't heard hers, it's episode, episode number eighteen. It's episode eighteen. It's so yeah, good. go back and I listen could give to you it. The it's date. Really good. No, no, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. I, I started to write that and I was like, that's so dumb. Why would it? Don't do that. You're overthinking this. It's July thirteenth, so if anybody wants to know, I go. just have it up. There you go. And then I also love just because I love Crystal Sparks. Um, mm-hmm. Like outside of my wife, um, Crystal and Brian, like I really do, I've, I live a very normal, general life. But anytime I'm around them, like, she, and her specifically, like, I, like, she champions people mm. so well. Mm. Like, I wish everyone could have a relationship with her because she does. She champions Aww. people so well. So just hearing that, 
and I think just the 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 podcast in general. Like I listen to a lot, and obviously we've been friends for I don't know how long we've we been friends. Like for, eighteen years. Well, two thousand two for married? me, because it was a little bit before two thousand two before that. We got married in so 2002. 2002. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how long we've been friends. Advocate. I mean, I've been friends with yeah. Yeah. Oh, our studio that. audience for a lot, word. <laughs> a lot longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've been friends for a while and like close friends. Um, but even if I weren't just listening to your podcast, um, I won't mention the name of the other one because you don't want to. I'm not plugging other podcasts, but <laughs> but it's you just feel fan. like I feel like when y'all are talking, I feel like I'm the fourth person in the room. Just like sitting at the table because it's comfortable and it's, um, yeah, you do get um, wisdom, knowledge, and revelation. Um, so it's just comfortable. So I, I, that's what I love. Like almost all of these or pretty much all of the conversations, you just feel like you've been given a seat at the table. And I'm an introvert introvert anyway, so I wouldn't say a whole lot. But just listening, it, it's comforting. And, and yeah, I always kind of uh, walk away learning something. Oh, I love that. We said we weren't going to cry. That was pretty poetic. That was nice. Gosh. Thank you. Man. Um, What about, is that all of your favorites? That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's 20 or so episodes. (laughs) 24. Very good. What about you, Carrie? Well, gosh, maybe I should have gone first. As so beautifully (laughs) said, Michael. Um, But I am glad. So you, you. A couple of those are my favorites, so I'm grateful for that because I'm not going to use them, and I that cleared that that clears up some space for me because I was really struggling. Um, I, I mean, I, I still 18 is just it was so good, and mm-hmm. I, I there were what I overall let me just speak holistically first. What I have loved is hearing so many stories because I don't think that people might think. You know, in talking about, you know, with Christy Larson, that was also one of my favorites because I know her, but I did not know her in that way. So that was really cool for me. Um, but um, but people, it says, you know, rebranding yourself. And so I, Carrie Von Stroh didn't, I didn't feel the need to rebrand myself. I haven't felt the need to do that. I don't know ever, ever in my life. However, I still got stuff from that. And so I think that just because, um, your story may not be exactly somebody else's. There's still so much wisdom, revelation, and knowledge mm-hmm. to to gain from it. And mm-hmm. so that is what I love about this podcast is because there's just always something to take from it. Every single time, there's all there's more than one nugget, and it, it's just oh, it's always just I always leave yeah feeling like I'm part of the group. Like I love that. I'm just one of the girls and and Michael. You know, this is we're all together. Wow. The, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Five percent. No, but, it's okay. Five yeah, percent. No, but I do. I I I um. I it is very welcoming and very very much like just a seat at the table and second holistic statement and then I'll get to some of my favorites. Um, I I believe that at least through the first. The first 18 episodes, they just got me through my pregnancy. I just, mm. I just would, I'd get, when there'd be a new one, I'd get excited because I could go on a walk and listen to it. And that's <laughs> just what I did. And so, and then even after, it was like my reason to get out when I needed space was, was okay, I got a new podcast. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to throw this baby in a stroller and we're going to, we're, we're, the world is our oyster. You know, <laughs> I just felt like I could just go. And so, um, that was really, it was special to me and really my time. It was really my time for me. I was, I was leaving before COVID to go work out and that was it that was my hour away and time that I got and now not that I needed I guess time away but it was just it was good time Mm -hmm. and and so um I still got that with with the podcast I still got to you know it was still my out where I got to really still shut out the world and not think or not 
do anything but just listen. And mm, so um, I loved that. So top ones. Gosh, this is just so tough. It's so tough. Um, other side of adoption with Cat Scott. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just loved, loved it. it. I listened yeah. to it twice. Mm-hmm. I love her. Her story is incredible. I. She was a great guest. She. Great she's guest. got a great yeah. voice too. She like does. she's. Yeah. She's just. She's so hearing what I love about her is she is like li- life is light for her. Like mm-hmm. she's just like she really what? is. She, like mm-hmm. she's just cool as a cucumber. That girl mm-hmm. is or at least that's how I've always perceived her. But even talking about like heavy stuff, she just strides and and I think that there's something to take from that. That mm-hmm. even with she met her Guys, listen to this one. She <laughs> met her but her adoptive family for the first time in her late twenties and and she still is just telling the story just with like this is just yeah. what we did. Kind mm-hmm. of with the same approach and attitude as Jen Holler. Like, yes. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this didn't happen to me. It happened and I and and this is like ha- I don't know. There was just like a there was just an ease in her storytelling mm-hmm. too, of, of just being on, being on the other side of her story. There yeah. wasn't. It didn't it's seem just part of me. Yeah, part it's just of my part story. of who I yeah. am. It yeah. wasn't ever like mm-hmm. the cat before and the cat after. It was well, this and there is was it. no yeah. yeah, there was no resentment in her at uh-uh, all. None. No, 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 not gratitude. One hundred percent of the way. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. really, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about the parallel between the two of them. Cat, cat Scott episode number. Uh, it was the next one. Um, no, I, it was, it is episode number 21. Yeah. So that's, she is telling her story of finding out who her birth family is. Mm-hmm. And meeting them all so fast. Yeah. Um, also <laughs> just, it, yeah. So good. Gosh, so, so good. good. So good. Um, we want to have her back with Linda. Oh, Linda. So I just <laughs> hearing her talk about Linda, I was like, I need to know this woman. She has, uh, she has mom. always <laughs> referred to Linda as Linda. It is her mom. Her adopted mom, but her mom. And um, even in college, she just referred to her, oh, Linda. Oh, Linda, da, 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 da. Linda did this. And, like, you think Linda's just this girlfriend. No, it's the woman that <laughs> raised her. <laughs> and so it's just, I, yeah, Linda. Linda. <laughs> she seems like a party. She just seems great. Mm-hmm. And obviously a huge champion of her daughter. So um, mom goals for sure. Linda is listening. Way to go. Um, okay. Percy Larson, also a really good one. Gosh, I this is hard. I I I tried. I already tried to do this once and I gave up because it was too hard to find my <laughs> favorites. So I'm just gonna give you a tiny the revelation from Money Matters was helpful. I I you know, I think it was it that was just like practical mm-hmm. wisdom. Oh, look at that. That's mm-hmm. how I'm supposed to be spending mm-hmm. my money. And and some of it was was um, validating. I was like, okay. I am doing something, maybe not everything, but something okay with my mm-hmm. money, which was helpful. Um, I will do only two more. I, I, Angela Duncan's I thought was so mm-hmm. good. She, she her, I was so appreciative of her, of her stance and her, um, of, of her just knowing, one, who she was, mm-hmm. knowing what God says, but then also just, 
not standing on on any soapbox and recognizing that or not even recognizing knowing she shared with the world that you know i i speak for me and only me mm-hmm. i don't i don't speak for mm-hmm. insert stereotype here you know right, i speak right. for me mm-hmm. and i i that was so refreshing i loved that she said that i was in the chick-fil-a drive-thru when she said that i remember it and i was like that is good yeah. i just was so <laughs> i was so pumped for it um and then the, uh, dealing with with loss because i those you know Chelsea and James. Chelsea is is my sister, our sister, and so she's one of my favorite people. Um, But, you know, one, I felt like I I lived that, but I didn't always know Mm -hmm. their perspective as much. And I think that also it can be – it's just helpful. I mean, there's just a lot of of wisdom that comes from that. And so um, I I enjoyed listening Mm -hmm. to to that story as well. That's it. That's all. Yeah. I think (laughs) – that was our top. That was our number one mm-hmm. episode. Everybody seemed to really, really get something from the, the dealing with loss. It's a, it's a powerful story. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful story. Even living it, it was really cool because we did live it. Um, Jen, Chelsea, uh-huh. Jen, Carrie, and I all lived it there in that moment. Um, the Martinez's were there. Um, KK sang at Carter's funeral. So it was, you know, but... I found the I was flipping through journals because I needed to get I was looking for something specific that I knew I had logged and I couldn't remember which journal it was in and I found all this documentation of journaling that whole time period and um, that was just like a couple months ago that I found that and it is it is really valuable to to document in these mm-hmm. in these seasons of you know obscurity or unknown um, I rem- I wrote down details that I had completely forgotten about. I didn't even I didn't I would never have remembered that telling that story again. So I was able to read it to Livy, mm. and uh, she was like, "Yeah, I didn't know some of that." I mean, she was a tiny girl, so uh, it was cool to be able to connect her with something that our Life whole family experienced. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. and and um, like it'll be cool for for Chelsea and James's other son to read that. So mm-hmm. that's episode number. Um, do I? No, I'm sorry. Uh, no. Hold on. I can yeah, it's episode uh, 19. number 19. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a really good one. Um, my top five were not in this order because I, you know, I love them all. I just got, I got some specific things from some of these people and they were just great guests. But um, Crystal Sparks was so helpful mm-hmm. for me because uh I, I took that Bible journal, journaling thing like to the bank, cashed it in, and I do it faithfully, and it is really cool. It's really precious. I, I'm, I'm super stoked about that. So um, I thought that was my nugget that I just – but I enjoyed the whole conversation. It was really special, and um, it was in a season where we were all um, – we were all celebrating – Dr. Holler, and so it was just a cool conversation to have with her. Yeah, on that note, I just want to, because she was one of my top two, <clears throat> the the writing, journaling, um, if that's something, like, if you're listening and you've thought about doing that, I, and I would say do it, because my dad, um, it's been so cool to be, of course, he was a, a pastor, and he has tons of notes that, you know, we've been able to look at, and but um, to be able to pick up and still see his words written yeah. on paper, yeah. you know, is just so precious. There was one thing my mom gave to me. It was, I don't even remember giving this to him, but it was, a, I gave him a journal when 
for Father's Day one year, and, and inside it's like from my daughter Jennifer on mm. Father's Day. But it was it's his notes from you know what, whatever year that was, it, illustrations and whatever. So I have that now. And my mom was talking about that today. She said I love to be able. My dad had really beautiful handwriting, and so um, she's like to be able to look at his words written is just such a gift. So I would say do that. You know, start writing, start journaling. I'm talking to myself, but mm-hmm. but it really is helpful. You know, it's, I, it's a it's a gift to your family. It is a gift to your family. Mm-hmm. Um, your kids are going to have to have like a micro like a like a microscope or like mm-hmm. one of those magnifying glasses to read Derek's writings yes he sure. has very beautiful handwriting but it is tiny one of his professors he used to write smaller one of his professors <laughs> in college said I'm gonna fail you if you don't stop writing so small because he didn't want to read his handwriting read it like on a on a college rule paper he doesn't even use a, like half the line yeah it's crazy oh. yeah I didn't know they we're, made like ballpark we're throwing pen. him I mean, way under the bus <laughs> But he doesn't have a mic, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I also loved. Um, we had a lot of the similar, a lot of of the same ones, but we had a couple of differences. Uh, Michelle Laval was super fun. Oh. She was a great mm-hmm. guest. So she, we talked to her about fresh starts. We didn't know what her fresh starts looked like. She had posted something at the beginning of the year, at the end of, like, the big thing last year was like new decade <laughs> that was something <laughs> and so she had posted all this stuff about this new what the decade had brought her and man she is a spitfire she's funny she's easy to talk to it was great it was a great conversation i love it, it was and she was like essential for me in 2020 because she you know teaches classes at the ymca that i work out at and I needed those so bad. I mean, there was a season where she was posting on Facebook like every day videos for people. I, I stuck with it for a while, but it was great to get back in person and go back to her classes. Like now it's like, I got to be there. But it's cool because I didn't know her that well back then. Mm-hmm. And now I know her better. But she's been a big part of like helping me through like the anxiety of life. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know how yeah. working out is a huge anxiety reliever. So yeah. I love her. And she's, yeah, just full of energy, full mm-hmm. of life. She's great. And she's a good storyteller. It was, yeah, she is. She's easy to talk to. Yeah. Um, I also loved Cat Scott's adoption one. That was a good one. That was was so cool to me, too. I think for the same reason that you liked Christie's. Like, I know Cat Scott on another level. Cat mm-hmm. Scott was my kid's teacher for two years. She graduated with Carrie. Um, she works with our other sister. So mm-hmm. I knew her in all these other facets, but we didn't know the the deep roots of her life and when Carrie told me that she'd found her adoptive parents I don't know if you told me or she did I think it was on social media or maybe you know I think she told she might have told me I was like we have to talk (laughs) and uh, so it was really cool to have her Um, and then I also loved Angela Duncan's so good Mm -hmm. the cool thing about that one was that Jen and I we had reached out to her and said hey um we would love to have you on our podcast. And she said, yeah, that's that's great. I'd also, I have a radio show. Why don't y'all come and be on my radio show? And we were like, great, scratching each other's backs. <laughs> so we we did. And then the, her, we were further out. We were like in, I don't know, further out, like the summer. And her guests canceled. And she asked us if we could come uh, the same week that we had had her on our schedule. So we had her on a Friday, and then the Tuesday before is when she, she has a radio show, which happened to be Blackout Tuesday. Um, and 
and in the spirit of transparency, because we can do that here, mm-hmm. Jen and I hadn't had conversations about racial tension, mm-hmm. injustice, uh, inju- none, of none of that. We just don't have racial conversations, racially motivated conversations. And um, at that point, we hadn't. We have a bu- have had a bunch since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but but. It was it was Blackout Tuesday, and we were he- we needed to go to the show. I was on my way to pick Jen up to, so we could go. It's and we have a long commute there, and I was just praying, God, if this is, I mean, I I don't I don't know how we can not talk about this. This mm-hmm. is what's going on, and there's just so so much at stake here. We can't go on and talk about our podcasts like <laughs> we can't go on and talk about the weather no. like we have um, we we have to address this, and so uh, I said, Lord. I, you know, I pray that she's on the same page, and you were. Mm-hmm. And then the bonus was we agreed together to to believe that that we were not going to walk into like a firestorm. Um, and Angela was on the same page, like we were all on the same page, mm-hmm. and she was so happy to see us. And she didn't even know it was Blackout Tuesday; it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, but we, um, it was just a really cool God setup. Absolutely. Like when when we started talking about like the full circle of meeting her of reaching out to her of the cancellation it was like wow god god made this happen Mm -hmm. and it was Mm -hmm. such a great conversation on the radio show Mm -hmm. and then it was great Mm -hmm. the following friday on our show yeah yeah Yeah. and it's something that changed Uh, there were i i had some some there were changes in me because of those conversations and many others but but it was a special season for sure i i i brought a great friendship into my life and mm-hmm. into our lives, mm-hmm. you know, we've done ministry uh, outreach Projects with, them with them, yeah, and her church, and she's been really supportive through what I've walked through with losing dad, and so you know, it's just cool to see like what God did there mm-hmm. in so many different ways. Amazing, yeah, it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the only one that's different than yours for me is um, the sex for sale oh, episode. So good. I forgot about that one. Gosh, I don't know how they're oh. so so good. <laughs> So that one was personal because I read a book um, uh, based on another podcast that I listened to, and it was a recommendation, and I read that book. Um, it's called In Pursuit of Love with Rebecca Bender, and there was this minor character in her book, and I just was drawn to her. I wanted to know more about this Brandy girl in this book, and uh, so I just started you know, stalking her on Instagram, <laughs> um, stalking Rebecca Bender. And I was through like all this, um, history that they have. I, I, I was able to track down Re- Rebecca Charleston and her story's powerful. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, she's an activist in the sex for sale industry and she works with lawmakers all the time to decriminalize all the prostitutes and criminalize the Johns. And she's really doing, some incredible work. Um, she she left uh, prostitution as a sex slave after ten years with a couple of felonies and a bunch of debt, like a bunch, like millions in debt. Is that right? A million dollars in debt? I don't remember. It was a lot. I don't. Maybe it was. Maybe it was a hundred thousand. I don't know. It was a lot of money. <laughs> For me, ten thousand dollars is a lot of debt. I don't know. I feel, but um, she she said she posted just recently that um, uh, the Trump administration had granted her full exoneration, That's and so, cool. so she wow. her felonies are dismissed, and all the things that she's been fighting for. She just bought a house mm-hmm. this year 
for the first time. Like, she couldn't do that because she had a house in her name. She had cars in her name, and it had all gone to crap. And she didn't do any of it. Her trafficker did all of that. And so um, to watch her journey and and um, – I just, I'm, I don't, I know her hardly at all, but I'm so proud of her and I'm so excited for her. And then her best friend, Rebecca Bender, moved to Dallas this year. So I'm, I'm pitching a, mm-hmm. I'm pitching a get together. I don't mm-hmm. know how. <laughs> we're, we're small potatoes for those two, but I mean, it would be awesome. It would be yeah, awesome. it would be really cool. What I, one of the things I loved about her story was just that, like, her experience with Jesus before she, you know, got into that lifestyle was of religious duty and mm-hmm. rules. And when she came out of it, that she gave God another chance and actually got to experience him in a relationship. And, mm-hmm. and because of that, she's like, she, she, I think it was, uh, the first service that she went to at church, she's still at the same church because it was wow. such a powerful experience for her. And it's just changed everything. Like it's empowered her to be who she is now, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I love that when you realize what, what a relationship with God really can be and what it looks like, it's so empowering to, you know, overcome shame, overcome, mm-hmm. you know, those mindsets of uh, rules and regulations and really live free. I just love that part of her story. I thought it was cool too, in, in thinking about her coming and finding, um, find, finding out who, a good a relationship with God through the church was initially started with food. Like she went mm-hmm. because they were going to feed her because they were going to, you know, she didn't really have like, those were her motivations yeah. and she yeah. was okay. Like, and so the fact that we come from this small church culture of, I mean, we knocked on doors when mm-hmm. we first launched our church and we fed everybody every Wednesday night and, a lot. Yeah, a lot it was of a lot. food. It was a lot. Anyway, it just was like, it, yeah. it reminded me of our roots. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. But you had one more. Oh, you're, you're the it one was with Jen, Jen Holler. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, she's my sister-in-law, but um, I, I love her story and I love her perspective mm-hmm. um, on her life. You know, she wasn't dealt a great hand and and that she has taken it in stride and, and seen the hand of God in her life where he was her step maker or whatever the right what did you say step maker step maker stair maker yeah something like that anyways it's a good word i don't remember it (laughs) need to go back and listen to it um but that you know i'm so blessed to have her in my life and um and that my you know she sees um my dad coming into her life really just like this beautiful redemption for a father Mm -hmm. um that she didn't have Mm -hmm. and so um that's part of, for me, you know, that was so special about that that episode was just um, knowing that, you know, that God did that for her through our family. Um, but just, she's just such a beautiful, like, yeah, I just want to listen to her talk. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's so soft. And, she is. Yeah. She is. Very intentional. Um, I, Michael, you, before we started recording, you were going to ask a question about the dream episode. I wanted to know what you wanted to say. Can you look okay. at your notebook and tell me? No, I don't have to. <laughs> no, so, okay. So, it's so it, whenever I started listening, I was like, this is so funny because I always, I always remember, like, asking Jen, like, I'm like, hey, I've got a dream. Mm-hmm. Can you maybe um, tell me? But I guess my question was, because I always hear this. Like if I tell someone, and I don't dream very well, I don't know. I think science tells us that we dream. You don't remember all your dreams. Yeah. So 
anyway, I'll just say I don't I don't feel like I dream a lot, but when I do, they're always it it's obviously it obviously means something. But the question I was gonna ha- I had was, I think it was Janet Janet Cagle had, or maybe it was I don't know. It obviously had to be Janet or Allison. <laughs> said that generally when you dream about someone, it's not about that person. Right. But every single time I tell someone, oh, cat was in my dream, the very next question I get, what did you tell, did you tell cat about that dream? Yeah. No. Well, that's because no, people don't, yeah, they don't understand. So I can help you with that. I'd love Just for you to help me with quick, that. Um, there are different types of dreams. Um, and most of the dreams that you have are about yourself. And either like Kat could represent to you friendship or she could her the meaning of her name could be what God's trying to show you something through. Um, it is generally, what does this person mean to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do they represent to you? Because it's an aspect of who you are when you're involved in the dream. Okay, like if you're having a conversation with Kat and y'all are doing something together, it's definitely about you. Um, if you have a dream, which is, this is like 10% of dreams, so very rare. If you have a dream where you look, it's like you're just watching it as a movie. You're mm-hmm. not involved in it at all. Then it could definitely be about somebody about else. About that. Mm-hmm. But then you can have kind of a, what's the word? Mixture. Mixture, yeah. Where you, you are part of it, but it's not just about you, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, that, that helped me a lot in interpreting dreams because... My dad had actually told me that, and then I, when I went to study about dreams, John Paul Jackson, who's you know mm-hmm. done tons of teaching on that, he said the same thing. But um, it helped me because I used to have people come up. I had this dream about you. God's trying to tell you. I'm like, don't be telling you. Me that yeah, yeah. Like, right, right, what? right. And so, um, and so my dad's like, no, it, the dream's about them. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. <laughs> you know, because a lot of times it didn't feel like it applied to me because right. it didn't. Sure, you sure. know, so that's that's. That happens a lot in the church world, unfortunately. Yeah, it well, almost always does. Yeah. There, oh, oh yeah. you need to call. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, someone needs to give me uh, Ryan Reynolds. Because <laughs> I need to. You dream about him a lot. Not a lot, <laughs> but right after that episode, I had a dream, and he was in it. That's funny. It was a. Re- I'll tell you off air about it. It was really. It wasn't anything weird. Like <laughs> it wasn't well. No, it was extremely weird. But not we were, inappropriate. No, not inappropriate. We were friends, but it was very odd. Hmm. Uh, the yeah. other thing that I, I I learned through John Paul Jackson's teachings about about when you're the narrator or or the the viewer the audience in mm-hmm. that kind of a setting is um, it can also be a, a call to action in terms of an intercession. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a dream like that with the lioness. You remember mm-hmm. that? It was mm-hmm. just bananas yeah. and and all over the place. But I was just watching the whole thing happen and. Um, and so it was about this culture of women in our church at the time. And um, so anyway, it was just interesting. Yeah, so. I've, I don't know that I've ever had one where I was not involved in it. But, you know. That's the only one I can think of. My mom, somebody told her the other day, hey, I dreamed about you, told her the story. And it was literally like she was watching my mom on a stage. Hmm. She was in the audience. And I said, well, mom, I think it is actually about you. Yeah. You know, and it, so that was cool. But I'd, you don't hear that very often oh. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's a good question, Michael. It's a great good question. That's a fantastic question. <laughs> <laughs> um, we ask at the the in all of our episodes. Let me see. I, I guess I want to just tell you some of the analytics. Our top five episodes were number five was racial unity with Angela Duncan, episode fourteen. Um, 
number four was Relationships in the New Year, episode three, which you Can just I? listened to yes, that one. Yes, I did. Can I speak to that one? So I was, when 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 I was asked to be on this podcast, I was like, let me let me go through and just make sure I'm like, I fully listened to all these. And I, I know, I knew I had, but I just wanted to take a little gander. Mm-hmm. And it, I hadn't finished that one. And I had like, I guess like seven minutes or something um, left on it. And so I just listened to it on the way to, from, from like work to, to pick up my son. And so, um, but the last little bit is you guys just, man, y'all are in it on calendaring <laughs> your year. You guys were like, yeah, I just, I mean, I, I'm finally calendaring it. And that's just, it's just so helpful. And so all my plan, you know, all, oh my gosh. It, it was just, it was comedic to listen to how, <laughs> and a little embarrassing how, ex- <laughs> how excited you guys were. But you know, it also, it, it, it made me think like, gosh, what am I going to say now that, it's going to be so different yeah. <laughs> in a week, you know. Right. right. It, it just, it was refreshing to remember that. And, and it's, it's also hard that, like, nothing is forever. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, in a sense, on one hand, thank goodness. And on the others, like, I have a six-month-old. So, like, yeah. babies don't keep. And so, you know, that, mm-hmm. like, like it's, you know, it's good yeah. and it's hard. But but it was refreshing. Like, yeah. You know. And guess what? We're all still alive we're, a year later. Yeah. Who cares about those plans? <laughs> and Nobody we're not calendaring. Yeah. No. And that's okay. Yeah, was, it, was it that episode where you were saying Bob Goff yes. doesn't know what he's doing in three days? And Isn't I thought, that amazing? Oh, man, that makes me feel so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, we just didn't know. We all turned into Bob Goff. Goals for me, period. Yeah. 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 In general. I just love him. Um, our third favorite episode or most popular episode was Full Circle Moments with Jen Holler. Mm-hmm. Um, two was Overcoming Miscarriage. And number one was was Dealing with Loss with James and Chelsea. So number two. Yeah, number wow. two. Wow. wow. All right. Um, Chelsea or Carrie and Jonna talk about their journeys through miscarriage. And then Jen and I contributed to that because um, we've both been through that as well. Mm-hmm. So it was a. It was, I actually really loved mm-hmm. that episode. It was, it was, it was that. Good. Yeah. It was released at. The best time I'd, I I remember I think I had told Kat, I just had a lot of revelation and then and then it happened to be releasing at the same time and I was like good because I needed to share this. Well, and what was cool is you got revelation from it. You were you lived it. You recorded it mm-hmm. like you lived it real life. You recorded it by telling it and then you got revelation from it um, when you listened to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. of your I, own story. I, I, think, <laughs> I hope that's good. That's um, really good. Um, but it was it was. It was cathartic, and I, I, it was released right about the time of when I was supposed to deliver that baby that that we miscarried, and so, mm-hmm. um, it was just I don't know it it was it came out at mm-hmm. such a, a perfectly timed season, if you will. Is yeah, it blasphemous awesome. to say that the podcast is living and active, like the word of God? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with yes. Yeah. I don't, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Maybe you cut that out. I don't want to endorse that. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, do you know we were in 12 countries? There are people listening from That's 12 amazing. countries. I know. That's awesome. um, and then 5% of our population is due to the men in our world. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe not even in our world. I don't know. But You were spearheading that. Wait, like, I know. You? Yeah, Good me job. and James. <laughs> That's true. Me, I am. And, and these guys, our producers, yeah. obviously. And I do. You can ask my wife. Like, I tell people about y'all's podcast a I'm lot. I'm surprised you're not wearing your socks. Well, I thought, uh, I don't want to, like, do I want to be that guy? Do I want to wear those socks? Because I was literally staring at it. I put on some different socks, and they had a hole in it because my flipping dog. It's a sign. Um, she's 
she loves socks. Anyway, um, and then those red socks were staring at me, and I thought, I, I need to wear those. Like, and I was like, No, I don't want. I don't want to be that guy. I'll put those. You don't want to be a fanboy. No. Well, I, I, I mean, yeah. the socks have our faces on them. They, so. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wouldn't go to a concert and wear that band's concert or right. that band. I see. That's my T-shirt. No, that you can't do that. Can't be. You gotta play it. No, you gotta be. You gotta play it cool. I do have a quote. Oh, good. These are some of the things that people have said about us. <laughs> this one's super long. Can I just say it though? Because it's really yeah. great. Yeah. I love this podcast. That's a great way to start it. <laughs> it is it. so it. inspirational. I'm putting my own inflections. Did you? Did you? <laughs> did you write this? Yeah. I have a quote. I, I wrote it down last week. <laughs> uh, it's like sitting down with your friends over coffee and listening to their stories. There is so much wisdom from each person's story and things I've never thought about or had to deal with, but I can take their process and the things they have learned and apply it to my own life. There is also struggle in how each person overcame overcame that and the journey to get there, which can be painful, but it is also such a beautiful testimony of how God is so faithful across the board in everything we go through in life. That's really good. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, isn't yeah. it? Um, is it anonymous? It's anonymous. Mm-hmm. Matt, did you write that? <laughs> we gotta love it so refreshing and uplifting yeah yeah a lot of good ones yeah. well good i podcast. hope we're not embarrassed about doing <laughs> about doing this episode later but i it really i it was fun it was yeah. fun to talk about um do you i think i think i shared with you what mm-hmm. about the time capsule question that is like i know i know i know um Something that we did all last season, and now it'll be really funny because if we think about what people said in those moments. A lot of toilet paper was spoken about. In the time capsule moments, lots of people said toilet paper. (laughs) We're going to regret that in 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Jen, you want to ask them, like, the segue into that question? Yeah. Okay, so... (laughs) If you could put a time capsule together of your life right now to be opened up in 10 years, what would you put in it? Three items. Okay. I would do, well, wait, I, I, I'm, I, I'm the person I didn't want to be one day. <laughs> it's oh. me. My name is Carrie, and I am a mom. Uh, um, and I love it. A real mom. A real mom. What it is just she didn't want to be a real mom. No. You know, I just started using the pacifier clips because I think they look stupid. I mean, I'm just sorry to offend, but I just hate them. But you know what? They are a lifesaver. And I haven't lost a, lost a pacifier in a very, very long time. <laughs> so here I am with them. But at least it's cute. Um, but I would probably do, uh, we just took pictures with a six-month onesie that <laughs> our other sister created. So um, she won't get that back if it's in the capsule. Sorry, Chelsea. But um, <laughs> so that, because that's, that's, that's how old Sawyer is. And I want to remember this time of where we are. Um I would do my school counseling certification because I, turns out, just got certified. Uh, you have to apply for those, and I didn't know it. So I took the test almost two years ago. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. And never applied for the certification. So I've been telling, I've been lying to the world saying that I am count- certified as a school counselor, and I have not been. So I am now. You even got hired as a school counselor. Well, <laughs> no, I, I am, like, thank goodness I didn't. Well, I wouldn't have, I guess. But I, you know, I did, I... Um, anyways, yeah, that would, that would have been a problem. So I am now certified as a school counselor. Um, so that would be number two. And 
I don't know, probably a picture of maybe not my living room in this exact moment because our cleaning lady came yesterday, but but maybe like Tuesday or Monday, like just kind of a picture of, of our life right now. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's probably socks, there's probably baby socks, there's probably, you know, I don't know, things of mine. There's just like a little bit of the chaos, but also just like this incredible thing we have right now. I want, I just want to remember where we mm-hmm. are. And so um, that, because if I keep talking, I think I'd cry. So that's, that's, mm-hmm. I just want to, I just, yeah, I, it's, it's as sweet and, and hard and incredible. And just, I'm very grateful for where we are right now in our life. So I love that. That's good. Yeah. Michael, do you have some notes? No, I don't have any notes because this is, um, I guess it's a week. Like, I don't know. Do you hate these kind of questions? Well, I personally don't. I, I like them because it was interesting to hear what everyone's answer was. But for me personally, it's it's just extremely difficult to think about myself that way. And I don't think it, it was really hard. And then the other thing, too, is um, I hate it because ask my kids. I cry every time I watch uh, This Is Us. <laughs> and This Is Us was on the other day. And it's so funny because my kids, I usually watch it, watch it with Jules. But she'll just look at me the whole time. Waiting for me to cry. Yeah, they they already know they're gonna ask. That was Derek with Parenthood. (laughs) I started watching that again. I I, and and I don't know. It's cathartic because you cry. Yeah. So on on that episode (laughs) or the episode that they were doing, they they did a time capsule, and one of them did like uh, the picture of his dad's face, and and then uh, I don't even know their names because I yeah I I seriously can't watch it because I I do I cry almost and they always as soon as. It, I think they come out on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Candace. But they is, skip like. Yeah, Candace is always at, at rehearsal. So she comes home and they're like, that dad was crying again. Like, <laughs> but it's just so that it's cop out, but it's difficult. So I, I, I couldn't think of one. Can I ask what y'all think I would be? Like, I have so many different, uh, like year to year, generally, I have, I get obsessed with a weird, um, just something, just something weird I get obsessed with. Like, well, that sounds weird. well, okay. So, like, generally, it's with art, something like artsy or creative. Are, are like, you a five on the Enneagram? Let's not discuss the Enneagram. Why don't you put that book in there? Because that is obviously something that is. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So I would. Okay, that's a good one. Okay. So I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and that's what I said about the. I mean, it is like I don't. That book is a whole season for you, or for what would be for me. But I was telling someone the other day, I the one thing I love about the book is that. Um, it made me love learning again mm-hmm. because I'm telling you, it was so far above my head. Like I would Google something and, and like I would just keep Googling and keep researching and keep trying to figure out and understand what these things were. Mm-hmm. So it, it did make me love learning again, mm-hmm. um, which I probably, I don't think I've done in a few years, um, several years. So, yeah, yeah, okay, so yes, let's put that book in there. Um, I love eating out. Same. So it would have to probably be like, uh, you know, just to remember the time period that we're in. There's no menus. There's those silly QR, QR codes. Yes. QR so codes. Yeah, so I'd stick a QR code. Um, and then, I don't know. Maybe a Spotify playlist. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. My kids hate my playlists. They don't. They do. I make, that's one of the things I love. On Sundays, I make them listen. 
I have like one certain song, but then I, I make them listen to whatever my current obsession is with music. So, yeah, a playlist. That's good. You know what I, um, what's the, what's the word I'm going to use? Um, oh my gosh. Well, you introduced me. You were the first person that showed me the killers. Food. What? Yes. I remember it. I remember it. Wow, that's because, impressive. Because the Killers, to this day, are one of my very favorite bands. So, but that's that's how much I, like, I value your recommendations. Oh, yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. You have a really great ear for music, but also for restaurants. For and, food, yeah. Yeah. I think you've, I think and I podcasts, probably. turns out. Yeah. And podcasts. <laughs> it's switched to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, so if you're since looking we're for a good restaurant that, in Dallas, call Michael. Yes, everyone does. <laughs> I do, actually. It was really embarrassing. We went out to eat with some friends the other day. I don't know the way my mind works, but they were talking about some restaurant. And because I keep looking at all these food blogs, I was like, oh, yeah, they own this one. They own this one. Mm-hmm. And you should try this one or this one. And uh, one of our friends that was with us, she was like, how do you how do you know all that? And I was like. I don't know. I know too much what about you, food. You should be a you food critic. Remind me so much of my husband. It is insane. Okay. I feel like I'm so doing the okay, podcast. I already with... have a podcast name for food. I, why haven't you done it yet? I don't know. Don't share it because no, don't do it. it. Don't do I it. I won't do it. It's a great one. It is a great one. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah, my daughter wants to start a podcast now. Maybe that's maybe that's God telling me I should start a podcast. I, I think that's pretty obvious. We'll see. It's a spin-off. I would listen to that. A spin-off. <laughs> Awakened. Wisdom, wisdom, revelation, and knowledge well, on food. Yeah. Yes. Well. <laughs> no. Oh, man. That's um, awesome. Thank you guys for doing thank this you. with us. It's Friday, us. too. It's like Friday night, yeah. and you came, and you left your baby. Are you thinking of a so place to go eat hands? tonight? Uh, I always have, like, a list. I have a running list in my yeah. back pocket. Well, I'm, like, not in pajamas yet, so I'm, I'm like, what's eat. the list? Because I need some ideas. Maybe after. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah. yeah. So we have a lot of good stuff coming up this year already. Yeah, we mm-hmm. um, we mapped out, like, all the people that we wanted to chat with, which left, like, no room for us to have conversations. And we were like, mm-hmm. oh, we should probably do that. We should probably have some. I, I love that you said that Are You Okay was one of yours one of your top ones because we don't we didn't have that many mm-hmm. um conversations just with mm-hmm. just the two of us and uh i don't know it just get, it just reminded me that that we don't have to fill the room with somebody mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um that we can carry the conversation i mean we're pretty good we've been doing mm-hmm. it for a long time <laughs> but um Anyway, I don't know. That was nice. I, I appreciated that. So we'll, we want to make time for some more of those. Yes. And then, but we we have a lot of um, we have a lot of guests that we want to talk to this year, and mm-hmm. um, already several commitments. So we're scheduling those out, and um, our plan right now is to release twenty four more, mm-hmm. and we'll see what what happens. Maybe it'll be more. Maybe it'll be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But thanks for being on the journey with us. Yes. Thanks for being part of this New Year anniversary for us. Yeah. And thank you to our live (laughs) studio audience. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the Awake Podcast. I had so much fun recording this. We had so much fun recording this. We had the people in this room are very near and dear to our lives and to this journey. Um, I hope that you will come along with us year two on the Awake Podcast. 
and hear all the wisdom and revelation from so many stories that are going to be shared. This is what we love to do, hearing from people and gaining all of that insight from things that they've walked through. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore awake podcast. You know what? It'll be in the show notes. It'll be in the show notes. (laughs) And we're going to be releasing our website soon. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for being on this journey with you, with us. We love you for it.